We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to True Faith Weekly Podcast. Uh, sat in Tesco's car park in Rotherham. Me and Bolland have driven down and are soaking wet after the walk back from the stadium. Um, Newcastle have won 1-0 and we're here to talk to you about it. Bolland, good win, great win. Uh, good win. Uh, very Well, a very good win in the context that Huddersfield won today as well. Um, the performance wasn't as good in my opinion as we've seen previously um, fair play to Rotherham they didn't disgrace themselves today but uh, you'd expect better from Newcastle really against a side of this quality harsh words uh, slightly harsh I know what you mean though we were very expectant against the championship's worst defence obviously Newcastle are the championship's leading scorers but we, we and you have disagreed a little bit about how Rotherham set up. I thought Rotherham were pretty defensive, and although they did they played long ball, a lot of long balls, had a lot of shots from distance. I don't really think they ever got behind Newcastle apart from one time in the first half, half, which didn't lead to anything. So it was comfortable. You never really believed would concede a goal. I don't know about you, but I didn't. Um, I know they hit the post right at the end, but going back to the start then team selection Richie rotated for the first time uh, agree with that one considering that his replacement got the goal um, so I mean I'm a big fan of Matt Richie, and I think most people are um, but I was pretty pleased to see Atsu get a start um, he's a player that sort of, when he joined Chelsea people were talking about like great promise like a lot to come from him and then he went on his loan spell at Bournemouth where he didn't really play and Everton as well where he hasn't really played so he's a player I hadn't seen a lot of and was quite excited to see and I thought he played pretty well it was one of our better players actually if not our best player for the first half um, his pace is something totally different from the other wingers we've got um, and that's going to be a real asset and then obviously he's taking his goal superbly I mean it was the other end of the ground from us so I've not seen it it's not seen yeah. the replay yet but from where we were it looked like a pretty special goal um, aside well other than that I think I was disappointed not to see Yedlin start ahead of Anita, Anita, like don't get me wrong, Anita had a really solid game. Um, I just think he needs to show a bit more ambition going forwards, which Yedlin would have would have given us. And obviously, his pace is a massive, massive asset as well. Um, aside from that, though, Rafa got it right again. Yeah, and uh, as I mentioned, up or put on Twitter pre-game, there wasn't many people kicking off about the rotation. Really, uh, I think everyone just kind of accepts it. And he's offered an international double header. Matt Ritchie he's also one booking away from a suspension so they probably want him fresh for Bournemouth Bournemouth's a big game I've, we're recording this at, like Brentford 
Brentford. It's a big game that we're recording this uh, after the match, as we said, in Tesco's car park, so I don't know how Brentford got on today. Um, but that's a big game. Um, as soon as we're back from the national break, and I agree with you, the only negative from today were the two full-backs in an attacking sense were the first half. Uh, it was so frustrating watching the ball constantly come to them from the full-back or the midfielder, and then them just passing it back when the, the defenders didn't want it back. But well, you know, I'm not being too critical. I don't think I'd, a very positive day for Newcastle. I thought Kieran Clark was excellent again. I mean, he's he's got to be the sign of the season. Five million pounds for him. Matt Ritchie's also been very good, but he was a lot more expensive. Dwight Gale's top scorer. Dwight Gale, yeah, we've got we've got we've got plenty <laughs> to choose from, but I thought he was excellent again, and he's so good on the ball, and he can bring the ball out of defence, not as well as Mbemba, um, and he seems to have that partnership. I think it's going to be hard for Lascelles mm-hmm. and um, Clark to be displaced from the team. First it's half. Interesting, you say that. So Clark Clark was probably one of the best, one of the better players on the pitch for us as well, and so was Lascelles, which. Sort of adds to my argument that Rotherham came at us quite a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and the sheer when I think we're looking at the sheer number of corners they had will also demonstrate that this was a game Rotherham were definitely in. Like this wasn't as cutting. Like I, I know what you're saying. You didn't feel like they were going to score. No. It was the same sort of feeling that we had at Derby, where yeah. they aren't they aren't going to score. They're having like a fair bit of pressure, but they aren't going to score. But yeah, to say they were totally defensive, I think is a little bit cruel yeah, on, on the underdog. <laughs> I'm not saying they're totally defensive. I just think this. Uh, listen, credit to them. We talked about it in the radio show this morning um, <laughs> uh, or this afternoon that the way to beat Newcastle is to get players behind the ball for straighters and hitters in the break and they tried that they weren't very good at it <laughs> on the break um, but they you know they, they got men behind the ball they did get a lot of balls in the box but Clark and the cells because of the way the Rotherham played were, were very good because they were just under constant pressure and you know credit to them and Paul Dummett had a good game in the air. He got skinned a couple of times again. He was non-existent going forward, but that's Paul Dummett. I think we all know what we're going to get from him now. Um, in the in midfield, we were surprised to see Colback, and I know you weren't at the match on Wednesday because you work away through the week. But he he picked a lot of criticism, and everyone was everyone. I think we all agreed on the radio show was he was going to pick um, Hayden. Uh, do you agree with that one? Well, I agree with his selection. So it's yeah. unusual because I think he's, he's tended to pick Hayden away from home. Um, but I thought Colback played quite well today and if, actually if anyone was sort of went was missing during the first half it was Shelby I don't think he touched the ball until about 35-40 minutes yeah. into the game um, and I thought Colback did well like I like the partnership of him and Shelby when they get time and when they can start stringing passes together I think they work really well as a duo probably better than Hayden and Shelby do it's just if Colback's having a slightly off game or Shelby's having an off game they can you know they can, the game can sort of pass them by slightly which is what happened to Shelby the first sort of half an hour 35 minutes um, no, I was happy with Colbach's performance before the two centre midfielders. Shelby, once he came into the game, was really good again, I thought. Um, yeah, th- 35 40 minutes is a bit of an exaggeration, but um, but you're right, the, the first 10 15, he, he was nowhere, he didn't touch the ball. And then, we'll agree on 25. <laughs> and then, that, it, it, it's a little bit worrying um, that as a result, we had nothing until Cheryl came into the game. He's so important to the team and he's so good that. If he gets injured or suspended or loses form, you worry a little bit. I know Bristol and Fulham, uh, he didn't actually start. So we won at Bristol City away without him. Yeah. So it can be done. Um, and I think he's our most important player at the minute. Yeah, he's totally like, agree. Like he's unreplaceable in the sense that there isn't anyone else in that squad who can do what he does in the centre of midfield. 
and I don't know what Rafa has got up his sleeve for if Shelby picks up bookings which he's likely to over the course of the season or Touchwood gets injured yeah um, doesn't, Touchwood doesn't get injured <laughs> it's a weird thing so far you know we're so used to having Newcastle having a raft of injuries you kind of I'm kind of worrying what, when the, the first what big one will be but everyone seems to be in good shape and rotation will help that definitely um Back to callback though, I thought we had a, a good game. Second half especially, he used the ball very well. I was a bit frustrated with him first half, and when uh, when you get past the ball and it's off your fullback, your centre back, and you've got time, you should be taking the ball on as a midfielder, not passing it back to the keeper or the defender. But I'm just picking holes here. You know, he had a good game. Atsu again, like you say, great goal. Most of the people listening to this have probably watched the match on on a stream. <laughs> um, for a change, you know, in terms of people who who weren't at the game not being able to see what's gone on. Um, so we, you know, the other end was, but looked like an absolute great finish, and he absolutely terrified, terrified their defence. So he tired a little bit, which is to be expected his first start. He tired a little bit as the second half wore on, but he had a really good shot uh, for two 0 which which their keeper saved really well. Um, and there was a lot of situations where, uh, you know, he looked to, he looks for the for the run, but also the ball. He, he's not one of these players who maybe like Ben Arthur a little bit. Although I'm not comparing them, you know, Ben Arthur would always, always, always shoot. If given the chance, I think Atsu's got a little bit more to his game than that in terms of his ability on the ball to, to slide in a teammate. Diarmi, you're not a fan at the moment or yet? Um, so I'm not not a fan. Um, <laughs> That's but he's, positive. He's starting to like, see. He's not a bad player, but he's also from my sort of what I've seen of him. He isn't. He also he also isn't a very good player, <laughs> um, and he's starting to lose credit with certain sections of our crowd. I mean. When he picked up his booking, there were people around us saying, "Oh, send him off." And yeah. I think that's a bit. That's obviously just ridic- ridiculous at this stage. Um, I think we're all waiting for the goal. Maybe like as I was in, actually today, as I was thinking, he's starting to run out of, of credit with the fans here. He had that great chance, which could have made it two 0 um, He's an odd. He's an odd one. He's sort. Of, he makes everything look like such hard work. Like just even running about the pitch, passing, shooting, everything—it just looks like it's such a massive effort for him. Like it doesn't come naturally. And um, I also noticed this is a weird thing I picked up today. He also keeps his arms by his side all the time, <laughs> so he must not even have like impeccable balance, or just like just be dread, dread, dreadful because he just always arms down by his side, um, which looks particularly weird for a footballer, I think. Well, I can't say I've ever noticed that one. I thought you. He, it's just not coming off. I mean, he nearly scored in the second half and hit the player square in the face. And that was going in. Um, and that's his first goal, and we're talking about a fresh start from him. It's just a bit of a shame, not not for him, but but a shame he's probably off now on international duty. And you just get the feeling he could do with two solid weeks training at Benton, no pressure, a bit of a rest. Uh, but his graph is clearly a very big fan, not just because he signed him. Um, and when he gets involved in the game, he's generally like his contribution is decent. I think. People are just just waiting for something from him, like yeah. a goal or, I mean, even like an assist, just for him to be involved in something crucial. Because in the minute, it's all just sort of little touches here and there, maybe a run, but nothing you know that's going to really excite people. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Mitrovic came on to much acclaim again. He did some good things and some bad things. We'll say that. Um, but you know, I think I think he's got to be in line for a start soon and. Gale didn't get much to go out today. He had showed some nice touches, but these kind of games where we were play, we played a lot, a lot of long balls today. Um, you've got to think that Rich or Murphy are in line for a for a start because I mean Gale today was just he just had no chance. Unless he's going to play off one of those lads, 
he's got no chance. Um, so, I mean, personally, I would have started Mitrovic or Murphy up top, but obviously leaving Dwight Gale after he's got a hat trick on. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday is nigh on impossible, and he's still a very good player, and I still rate him very highly. Um, That's the thing with Gale, are you know, like hoping that he's going to nick you a goal? Yeah. Which Mitrovic probably is, isn't good. Yeah. Really. Yeah. If they could find a way of playing Mitrovic and Gale, that would be the ideal uh, situation. But Rafa, I don't think he's ever played two strikers in his whole career, so. Yeah, I don't expect him to do it. <laughs> if you get him to sort of fill in Diarme's, Diarme's role, maybe just playing a little bit deeper, that could possibly work, but it's just whether the, that can be coached into Mitrovic. Yeah, I don't think it can. Um, <laughs> Cardolo was very good, I thought. He was. He came off his line well, he, he communicated very basically everything we all thought that he, he would give us, that Sells doesn't or didn't. He can catch. He can catch. Um, and uh, first half especially, although Rotherham had many corners, they didn't really have a chance from one apart from maybe a shot outside the box and second half they hit the post bit unlucky. Um, it, was, it was kind of a good test for the players and it's something different and every win and every clean sheet should give the players a lot of confidence. I mean, that's, you know, we've, we've, this is the start of, or I've constantly talked about the difficult run we've been in. We ended up taking 13 points from those six games, which is great. If you look at the next six games, there's some very winnable stuff in there. And we'll start with three points, start with a clean sheet. Um, and we, you know, we'll come back against Brentford, which for home form hasn't been the best. You know, if you look at, if you take the Wolves game and the Norwich game, for the majority of them were, were behind for large parts of those games. So it would be good to get a, get, you know, Brentford a very attacking team, good to get there out there against Brentford and, and get a really positive result uh, when we're back for the international break. Um, do you feel that you know things are going to plan at this midway stage or not midway? But you know it's a break now. It's eleven games gone. Are you, are you content? What have we got from eleven games? 20, 22, twenty-two points. Twenty-two yeah. points. So exactly two points a game, which does get you promoted. Yeah, I mean it's been a strong start. I think it could have been stronger. As I said on the radio show, I think we probably would have expected to have picked up points at Fulham and Wolves at home. Uh, there's another game that's escaping me at the start of the season. At Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Yeah. So it could have been better, but we're in a good position. Second, after 11, 11 games, we can't really complain too much. And you'd expect them to kick on now. Um, yeah, you'd just expect them to kick on now. But, you know, they've been on little runs and then we've had blips like Wolves. So hopefully this can be a more prolonged sort of run that we can go on and get to the top of the table where we should be. Brilliant. I think that just about does it. You'll be able to catch Bolland's uh, match review or match report on the True Faith website from whenever he does it but very soon um, tonight or tomorrow tomorrow, um, and we might be back with you through the through the international break with a bit of a season review so far kind of call it part one first 11 games so it's, it's exactly a, well just about exactly a quarter of a season gone and it's a it's a thumbs up so far uh, thumb up <laughs> thumb up so far for me, thumbs up because I, I discount the first two games because we didn't have a lot, of, you know, we put like Atsu and the rest and weren't, weren't signed in Clark and whatever. But yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that in that podcast. So thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at TFWeeklyPod. Um, please do. And if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, leave us an iTunes review. be massively appreciated as long as you like us and it's a good review. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening um, and we will be back with you soon.